The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now offering a free weekend basketball bonus. Place four $50 basketball bets. Regardless of the outcome, you'll get a $50 free bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, make sure you download the SGPN app, home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Yes, sir. We're back on another Thursday edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast. I'm your host, Terrell Furman Jr., and you all know what time it is. It's the greatest day of the week where I'm in the driver's seat, and I got my guy Scott with me. And we're just going to sit here, and we're going to talk a bunch of shit, and we're going to make you a lot of money. Does that sound good? That sounds good to me. I mean... Sounds good to me. Uh, then again, you look at the card, and I'm sure a lot of people are getting PTSD because the last time we had two games on a card, I think we took about two hours on the show. So we're going to try to make this one a bit shorter. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We will minimize the outside rants because there's a lot that we can say. It's a really big game on tonight. And the crazy thing is the game is not as big as it should be. But either way, we're still going to get into it. So. Quick recap of yesterday. It was a lot going on. There was 12 games yesterday. And so we're going to just kind of run through this Kobe dance style. Ooh, right here. Yeah, let's do a Kobe dance style. So Celtics play, uh, played the Hornets. Celtics won that game 115-101. So ended up getting the two, cover two there. Quick, two quick things there. Just go quickly. So Tatum's nuts, right? Like, has yes. Tatum fully unlocked his potential? No, not yet. Not until the Celtics can be somebody that I can cost, confidently bet on, knowing that he will carry them regardless. Okay, and this was the other takeaway that I had. I agree. I think Tatum might have even an, another level, but he's up there. I mean, he's going, yeah, he's going crazy. For sure. I gotta briefly mention, for sure. I got to briefly mention Charlotte. And I know Gordon Hayward, of course, is still injured. They're paying him more money than they should. Is that team falling apart again? Because is it not worth three, it though? They've been the is, I mean, is, team all season long, in my opinion. It's just they it comes in waves. They don't guard anybody. We know that. But Hayward, since he got injured, they've kind of been awful. And I've never really been a big Gordon Hayward guy. Yeah, is he that valuable to the team? I, it must be how bad they've been without him. It, they, he has to be that valuable. So you can't even get mad at how much they're paying him because they would look like a incredibly I don't know what he was doing on the court wise but they look like an entirely different team when he's out there versus when he's not so yeah of course it looks like he's worth it I I think the only point that I would make as to why I was against the Hayward contract was just context because they just got rid of the Batum contract 
Yeah. And they immediately <laughs> sign Gordon Hayward. <laughs> and I'm just like, what is happening? So maybe if they didn't just have Batum for about four or five years of him being overpaid, I would have been okay with it. But the fact that they strung those contracts back to back, I feel like that's like why I had a problem a fix. With it. It's like they're crackhead Dave Chappelle trying to get a fix. Like, oh, we got to sign a bad contract. Y'all need it more was- overpaid. <laughs> yeah, I'm over folks. here scratching. I haven't. Yeah, I need an overpaid forward ASAP. Oh, man. All right. Next, we had the Chicago Bulls playing. Went to play the Detroit Pistons where they got the cover. It was five, I believe it was 5-5.5 five, five there. They got the cover in that game, 114-108. Down the Phoenix Suns got the win outright, being plus five after Devin Booker was ruled in. They got the win against the Miami Heat. My screen just changed on me. That was weird. I do want to ask uh, you something about the Suns game, though. Yeah. I know that you were holding strong on Bickerstaff to win Coach of the Year. Cleveland's now what, the sixth seed in the East? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's is, like – Is it a done a deal with Monty? Yeah, I, I would say – like, look at the Suns, and that's what I was getting to. They beat the Miami Heat 111-90. They are twenty-two and nine versus teams with a winning record. Yeah, it's absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. And so Devin Booker ruled in last minute. This game gives them twenty-three points, and they get the a dominant win. I, I was fading Miami as a favor, but I didn't think that their win would be this dominant. And so, well, Bowler yeah. didn't play in the end, so. Yeah, he didn't. But it's still that Miami Heat team. I'm not. I'm just Even throwing if it somebody out there. doesn't it's play, worth, yeah, it's worth I have mentioning that Booker yeah, came back and Bullard didn't play. So, yeah, I, and this was a lock for me too. So, uh, made some cash there. That was a lock. Then we got the Hawks going to play the Bucks, and the Hawks lost one fifteen, one twenty four. Milwaukee gets the win and cover there. I thought the Hawks were going to get a cover, but I was fairly confident that Milwaukee was going to win this game. I probably should have just been on the side of Milwaukee in the four and a half points. It just felt like a little bit too much. But Milwaukee gets the win there and snaps three straight to the Hawks this season. So it's three and one on the season record this year. So Moon off, it's kind of hard to beat a team four times in a row in the regular season. So I, I figured the Bucks was going to be able to sneak one in. I'm just not sure the Hawks are very good, but that's a separate story. Yeah, they're decent. They're decent. They could be better. They underachieved this season for sure. Mm -hmm. They definitely underachieved. And who else also underachieved? The Los Angeles Lakers when they lost in overtime to the Houston Rockets, 139-130. Rockets were plus 7.5 in that game. I was on the side of Rockets. I should have locked it up. It it, it was no reason that I was – laying points with the Lakers and this Lakers squad is absolutely terrible. LeBron gets a triple-double in a game where they lose, and it's, it's, it's tough. The Lakers can't beat anybody, man. No. <laughs> they can't beat anybody. I mean, I, I said during our second half show, I'm fading the Lakers, like, every time. Yep. And they've made yep. me a bunch every of money. But you would be 9-1. I am curious, though, because I had a bit of a hot take at the time. Turned out to not be as hot if you look back on it. I said I would take the Pelicans in a one-game playoff over the Lakers. Do you agree with that? Have you fully converted to believing that the Pelicans in a one-game playoff? I know it depends if maybe Anthony Davis plays or not. Yeah. I still think New Orleans wins a one-game playoff. I think it, for me, I, I don't think Anthony Davis allows them to lose that game. Okay. That's just me. I don't think Anthony Davis allows them to lose that game. Just throwing without, Anthony Davis, without Anthony Davis, then yeah, I would take New Orleans. 
All right, next game we had real quick. The Thunder went and played the Minnesota Timberwolves. I locked up the Thunder plus 14 and a half. I thought it was too many points. I was completely wrong as the Timberwolves ran the Thunder out the gym, 132-102. Trey Mann was actually out. I kind of wanted to change my mind after Trey Mann was out, but the podcast was already out, so I was just going to ride it out through the rest of the way. But Trey Mann ruled out. That was a pretty big scoring asset for them. So I don't I know if I get did. back the Thunder at any point anymore. They're, they're reaching that point, kind of like what happened last year. Of course, Shea's still playing, but – Mm-hmm. they're getting these double-digit spreads, and you're going based on what you've noticed from them during the season. But if you go based on the last couple of weeks, they've been awful. I mean, they've been really, really bad. Now, they're not as bad as one team you're about to talk about, but Oklahoma City, I don't know if I can take points with them because they are brutal <laughs> right now, especially I, with Giddy like on the road. I like them on the road. They're one of the top teams, ATS, on the road. And they just the reason I was on them this game is because they're just coming off three straight road wins. Yeah. And one of them being against the Denver Nuggets, where, you know, I'm not incredibly high on Nuggets, but that's still a pretty good win for them. Just throwing and it so out there. I'm, they've, lost, I'm, they've lost four in a row. Each loss has been by at least 13 points. Three of the four losses yeah. have been by 27 or more. Yeah. At this and point, was, I don't know if I can take them blindly as I did earlier in the season. I don't think I can. There was a number of questionable tags on that memo. I still feel good about that pick. Oh, no, it's not about that play. It's half the starting lineup for Minnesota was questionable. I just mean in general. Oklahoma City's trends on the road might be good this season. But you're looking at the last couple of games this past week. I mean, they've been getting getting run out of the gym on the regular right now. Yeah, no, no. I understand. It depends on me. I'm not not completely out on them just yet. They, they, They battle. All right. Orlando Magic go into New Orleans and get a win, 108-102. I was on the side of the Pelicans there. I did make a caveat that if B.I. did play, I kind of would have been on the side of Magic. I never got that switch put in online, but the Magic come out and get an outright win against the Pelicans with B.I. not playing. The New York Knicks get a 30-point win on the road versus the Dallas Mavericks, 107-77. This was a lock of mine as well. The Knicks were getting plus eight. They, When they go on those West Coast trips, man, they battle. Like, they battle for a lot of those games. There may be some, you know, anomalies where they give up 20-point leads or so, but for the most part, these games are actually close, and the Mavericks are one of the teams. They play tough every time they play them. Every time I, got, play, I got a fun trivia question for you. Luca has played the Knicks a couple of times at home mm-hmm. in his career. Mm-hmm. Do you want to guess what his record is against the Knicks in Dallas? Mm, he probably hasn't gotten a win yet. Because I, I know they won against them in Madison Square Garden a couple of times. I'm saying solely they, in Dallas. Yeah, no, I don't think he hasn't won against them. I can't think of one. He's 0-4. Yeah. No. I mean, the Mavericks are just not a good – I don't know why, but it, it seems like they just lose a lot of home games they probably should win. They're not really the best home team. I'm trying to think of a good comparison, but they're like the classic college football team that struggles a bit more with the weaker teams than they should, but then has a ranked game at home, and they just take yep. care of business easily. They're one yep. of those teams. Yep. All right. Raptors went to play the Spurs. Raptors got a – pretty solid win for them 119-104 I was on the Spurs in this game the Raptors have been looking terrible and I think the melatonin basketball team had stepped it up a little bit I was wrong there they lose by 15 wow 
And the shocker of the night, I don't care who Portland has trotted out there. This is really ridiculous, but the Portland Trailblazers lost to the Utah Jazz, 123 to 85. At point, it was like 92 to 43 in this game. <laughs> and I was I locked up the Portland Trailblazers. Well, for one, I thought that we were probably going to get Anthony Simons in this game. So there, there, that was one that I was kind of, oh, I, I didn't really know how I felt about Simons. But the Jazz, you know, I'm, I love to fade the Jazz, especially when we get a double-digit spread. They step up here and get a more than dominant win against the Portland Trailblazers. Whew, Chauncey has his hand. He looks so sad on the sideline looking at the players out there play. He looks like he's coaching a peewee basketball team. I mean, I would be sad, too, if I was down 51 points in the middle of a game. <laughs> The Denver Nuggets went back to play the Sacramento Kings where they get another win against the Kings, 106-100. That was my was on the day yesterday. I was on the Kings there, and it, it felt like at the end of this game, the backdoor cover was there for me. It was there for the taking, but one extra foul that probably wasn't really necessary at all. And two free throws pushes them over the line. You get your play of the day lock. I miss the Sacramento Kings. And then here's my final lock of the day. The Los Angeles Clippers gave us possibly the sweat of the week thus far where they go and they get a 115-109 win against the Wizards, but the Clippers were down five with like two minutes to go in this game. It didn't look like a cover was anywhere in sight, and then they go and pull one out of their ass. I I get my last lock of the night. I go three and two on my locks last night, making it money, and whew, that, was, that was definitely a sweat, especially because I had Clippers money line as the last leg of a parlay. But that was a crazy amount of games last night. Well, the Clippers, for the record, ended that game on a nice 11 nothing run in the final yep. 2-14. There were so many turnovers by the Wizards, but this was my handicap. It just felt like this was a letdown spot. For, I mean, well, it's not really a letdown spot because how is the Wizards losing to the Clippers a letdown spot? But the fact that like, this just seemed like a spot that they would drop looking ahead to playing the Lakers. Like, I didn't think Kyle Kuzma would be in the game at all and you know he did seem a little off at certain times but I just figured that they were more excited to go play the Lakers than they were the Clippers and the Clippers would get a more dominant win they made me sweat for it but still cash a lock right there all I know is the two regular season meetings this season yesterday the Wizards gave up an 11 nothing run the final two minutes to not cover and the first (laughs) meeting they blew a 37 point lead at home yeah I think the so, Clippers might be giving them nightmares for the next couple of months because those are two ridiculous losses, especially if you had the spread on either game. Yeah. Those are season-long all-time beats there. And those the are Clippers, two from the same matchup. Like, that is that is rough to lose those. The Wizards, the Wizards haven't beaten the Clippers at home since 2008. <laughs> That is like not good. <laughs> because oh, there's God. been some bad Clippers teams in that stretch. <laughs> right now is the perfect time to bet on basketball, and WinBet is helping you cash. All users who bet at least $50 on a men's college basketball champion's futures market will receive $10 free bet for each game that team wins in the tournament, only through the round 16 and championship game, of course. So 
if Gonzaga goes and wins in the round of 16, Sweet 16, then they win in the Elite Eight, then they win in the Final Four, but they fall short in the championship game, you still will get $30 in free bets. They also have a weekend bonus play where all users can receive a $50 free bet when they lose, win, or push four $50 bets Saturday through Sunday basketball games. Weekend bonus play can be used towards all the upcoming basketball, college basketball action as well as the NBA. And for new WinBet Casino customers, they're now offering a 100% first deposit match up to $1,000. That's right, 100% deposit match up to $1,000. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in, present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. There are never enough things to gamble on, and one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. Best part is now there is a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $25,000 with one entry. And don't know anything about horses? Not to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free weekly games at tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against us in our stables. You can even follow them in the app, and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner's circle. Play, race, win. All right, Scott, we have a two-game slate here. Shouldn't be too, too long, but we got a grudge match. We got a grudge match in the first game, and it could be better, but, of course, somebody is not playing. And I have to wait another day to cash my miss on Ben Simmons' first free throw. But we have the Brooklyn Nets traveling. That's very important. Traveling to the Philadelphia 76ers. 76ers are minus four and a half. Line opened up at minus five. Two thirty-four and a half on the total. This is going to be fun. <laughs> this is gonna it could be better, but it's gonna be fun. Looking at the injury report. LaMarcus Aldridge is out versus Philadelphia. David Duke is out indefinitely. And Ben Simmons is still out. So they're saying he's out with a back injury now. I don't really know how he possibly hurt his back or what occurred with that. But yeah, Every okay. now and then you t- find an uncomfortable spot in your gaming chair. and you might Yeah, maybe. Something. Or like you sleep wrong on the bed or something like that. I- I'm assuming. And then, uh, yeah. Uh, Joe Harris out for the rest of the season. I don't know if we talked about – I don't think we talked about that on the pod. Yes, Joe Harris is out for the rest of the season for the Nets. You said that a long time ago. You didn't think that we were going to see him again. Well, it's official. We're not going to see him again. He is out with season-ending ankle surgery. And then we have the Philadelphia 76ers, who have a rather clean injury report. 
Danny Green is the only person that is out. He's expected to miss a week with a finger injury. All right. Kyrie just drops 50 on one of the probably most efficient shooting days that you'll see. It was the cleanest 50 I've ever seen. Yeah, very much so. And so coming off of that, what can we what are you thinking here for the Philadelphia 76ers? So the fact that Simmons is allegedly going to be in attendance, but he's not playing. So he's going to be courtside. I think the one thing that I have to wonder is how much of Simmons' presence is going to become a sideshow for Philly, where they're going to be so focused on booing Simmons every single time and trying to really just, I'd say, talk crap to him on the bench during the entire game. I am curious if maybe the game, even for a little while, becomes a little bit, I'd say, secondary. And we know Philly fans are extremely passionate. We know, of course, you're still at a game you want to win. But I am curious if the Simmons presence is going to be so noticeable that they start, I don't want to say they start to underestimate Katie and Kyrie because you can't underestimate them. Yeah. Do you think the Simmons presence will be enough of a sideshow to maybe get the Sixers a little bit distracted? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Like, especially if Ben Simmons is on – because if I'm Ben Simmons and I'm on the sideline, I'm getting in their head. Yeah, of course. I'm getting in their head from the sideline because they're so so worried about him. Like, they're so pressed about him. Like, they literally – everybody's going to call that man – all types of words, all types of names. The more you're going to curse out Ben Simmons, the less you're going to trash talk Katie and Kyrie during the game. And so. that, and if you focus all your energy on Ben Simmons, they're definitely going to catch you slipping. So it just feels like Philly is going to be so emotional in this. And that actually may be a little bit of their downfall. And it's the fact that, well, neither one of these teams really has as deep. So it's, it's probably going to be on the starters for 80% of the scoring in this game for both sides. I think the Nets are technically deeper, but it's not like it really matters. I mean, Philly has the, the much better third scoring option with Maxi that the Nets really don't have. But I do think the Nets, if you want to compare solely benches, I think the Nets technically have the better bench because Patty yeah, Mills sure. is now coming off the bench. But does it feel like they're – I don't know. It just feels like Patty Mills isn't getting in rhythm recently. I mean, he, was good he got last going – He was good last game. Yeah, he was good last game. Yeah, he was. Got good last game. He was four for seven from three. And, you know, those were his only shots of the game as well. But it just feels like I would have expected to see him, you know, be a little better off the bench recently. And maybe it's a little bit of Steve uh, Nash's rotation – and how he's working his rotation and trying to figure out what he wants to actually do because now he has Gordon Dragic on the team, and that's going to add. And then you're still going to probably want to attempt to get Cam Thomas some run, but it doesn't look like that. We had a back injury. Right now. Is, is he playing in this game? Yeah. Uh, I I didn't see him on the injury report, so he okay. should be playing. But it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I does this not feel like? Whatever happens, it's one possession either way. The way I see it, 
I think this game comes down to the wire. The Nets have really not been great in close games recently, especially in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So it could be a spot where the Nets open up a decent lead in the first half, and then you just live bet the Sixers or you take Sixers second half, and that's going to cash pretty easily because I could see yeah. that happening. But, I, of course, blindly, I want to take the Nets because, of course, I'm a Nets fan. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be biased a little bit in this spot, especially with, you know, Harden, who's looked really good and how he basically forced his way out of Brooklyn. So I really want Harden to lose. You know, I'm, I'm kind of – I'll enjoy it if they lose in the playoffs. But mm-hmm. for the sake of the spot from an unbiased perspective, I do think it's a pretty good spot for the Nets solely because Simmons being there – I definitely think will take the Philly fans a little bit out of their usual headspace, trash talking the people on the court and focusing yeah. on the people off the court. The guy but off the court. <laughs> you have Harden and you have Embiid, who are now the big duo. They are the duo that everyone talks about. And I do think KD and Kyrie might put people on notice saying, nah, when we still are healthy, we're the duo. Where are the guys? And I do think it, there's a decent chance KD and Dash or Kyrie, maybe both, just go for 30 apiece. Like, would that surprise yeah. you? It wouldn't surprise me. No, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. That's kind of part of the course for those two. It's just – it's hard because I know Joel B is going to get to the line. Yeah. And if James Harden gets to the line too, that's going to be – a lot to overcome and that and that just means that a lot of fouls are going to pile up on the net side as well mm-hmm. and so i mean nobody from the nets is stopping james harden and in turn james harden isn't slowing Kyrie down it's, it's literally four players on both sides that are going to get whatever they want possibly in this pretty game. much of course harden that's kind of the issue i've had with him his entire career it's the net rating for him where he's so good offensively, but he's so bad defensively that I feel like it balances out. And Bede's the real concern because every time he faced off the net, he kills them. However, I do think that Drummond helps because he's easily the biggest body that the Nets have actually had in the paint in mm-hmm. a long time because DeAndre hasn't been a real basketball player in about three years. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to be honest mm-hmm. there. So yeah. Drummond, even if he gets into foul trouble, which I'm sure he will at some point, at least he can keep Embiid from having free line drives to the basket. So I do think he will make some difference in that area. Would you agree with that? Yeah, no, absolutely. And if he doesn't get the fouling Embiid, then it's gonna be very like it's gonna be very interesting, and the just the body him being there and maybe getting him beat a little bit off his game, maybe you know a couple of those lay-ins or buckets around and win just rim out and that's force him difference. to take jumpers. Of course, Embiid has made a decent amount of jumpers this season, but as long as he's not getting to the line double-digit times by the third quarter. Mm-hmm. I consider that a moral victory. I it's gonna be I think Seth Curry is gonna be the outlier here because the 
the Nets are going to need that third score, like Maxi, some just one yeah. person to get hot and add to the production for them. I'm merging Seth Curry with Patty Mills in the spot because I feel like both of them need to combine to at least rival Maxi's production. Yes, absolutely. Like he can't go. You know, last game when he was playing the uh, Charlotte Hornets, he can't go three for ten, three for eight from three. He has to knock those down. Both of them have, like you said, have to rival him. I I expect both of them to knock down some threes and be able to get open looks, especially with the attention that Kyrie and Kevin Durant are going to bring. Because if you don't give Kyrie and Kevin Durant that attention, then both of them are going for 40. Mm -hmm. So I guess, well, I'm, I don't think I set my pick. I'm going to just take the nets and the points. I kind of feel like these two teams are slightly evenly matched right now. And Maybe a slight bump to the 76ers. So if I had to make a money line play, it'd probably be the 76ers. But I got to think that KD and Kyrie are going to battle and, and keep this team at least in spinning distance of this game towards the end. And then maybe they just collapse at the end. But we got to be on the over, don't we? I'm not, I'm not taking the under. Uh, the thing is, I believe it was 4 a.m. I ended up recording my YouTube video for the night. The total mm -hmm. was 229.5. So it's going up five points in like seven hours. That's ridiculous. Which is not surprising <laughs> to me because when you think conceptually about the offenses and really the Nets, when Kyrie and KD play, they're just a blind over team because they don't guard mm -hmm. anybody and they can easily score 120. So mm -hmm. I definitely like the over in this game as well. I, of course, I don't like it as much now because you missed out on about five points, but I don't see many stops. Do you? I wouldn't be surprised. No, I don't at all. I wouldn't be surprised if this game kind of comes in between that 229 and 234 where it's like, damn, a lot of points were scored, but it might be a bad beat on the over. I probably won't bet it. Or if I do, I might take a first half over. That sounds – because the 76ers do really try to push the pace, especially earlier in the game when you're watching yeah. this James Harden team with – uh, Embiid and Maxi on the court, they actually really do try to push the pace and they get out of that, all right, we're just going to let Embiid set up for his shot half court. They're really running the floor. And the Nets can run the floor as well. They don't have any issue playing up to that pace. So I, I would play a first half over if I played, but I think I want to stay away from the full game or just let that total climb up, climb up, climb up, and then take a live bet in on the under. Props. I mean, we only got two games. Might as well. Props. I'm I, why do we not just take everybody's points? Just take let's let's just blindly take KD and Kyrie points, and then take Embiid, Harden, and Maxi. Yeah, I was gonna that, say one caveat: we take the overs on everybody except Tobias Harris. Yeah, he gets the under. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Tobias Harris might foul out. Honestly, so, <laughs> KD is gonna give him the drugs. I am so anti Tobias Harris, and I know that he's talented, and I get it. But there's a reason why, with that contract, he's been on several teams in the last couple of years. It's mm -hmm. because you like the idea of him. He's a young, kind of a stretch four. And yet, the longer you have him on the roster, the more you realize you don't want him on your roster. <laughs> so he keeps <laughs> ending up on different teams. That's kind of been the summary yeah. of Tobias Harris's, I'd say, last, what, five years? Yeah. Ever since the Clippers decided to chuck him. I mean, it that's just been his case. I mean, Detroit didn't want him. Clippers didn't want him. 
I'm sure Philly fans don't really want him anymore either. It, it's not exactly a great time to, I'd say, invest in Tobias Harris stock. So, I just made a quick same game parlay. Okay. If we just take the over on Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Joel, well, let me say the numbers so people can hear what, what I'm looking at right now in case they want to alt down. If we just take the over on Kevin Durant over 29.5, Kyrie Irving over 24.5, Joel, why is Kyrie still – okay, whatever. Not going to get into Disrespectful, that. Disrespectful, man. Disrespectful. Yeah, it is. It really is. But whatever. Fine. Joel Embiid over 31.5, James Harden over 25.5, and, and Tyrese Maxey over 17. Why is that still that low? Tyrese Maxey over 17.5. We're getting 29 to 1 odds. And that just, like, there's a very easy possibility where this happens. Very, very, very easy possibility that this happens. I think I'm going to stay away from Harden points. But Harden, I literally was just about to say Harden is the only person that I was going to say. I think I would, I think I would flip Harden points for Harden assists. Okay, because I do think that from what we've seen so far with Philly, Harden can easily score if he gets to the line a lot. But the mm-hmm. assist numbers have been nuts too. So I am wondering if Harden ends up becoming at least a facilitator for a decent portion of this game. And I feel like that's why I do like, of course, the other four guys over. It's because mm-hmm. Kyrie, KD, Embiid, and Maxi, they're all scores first. That's mm. their mindset. Where Harden's one of those rare superstars who can score when he wants to, but he has the ball in his hands so much that he actually wants to get his teammates involved. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the Harden points I might pass on I might swap that in. I might swap assists in instead, or like a double double or something. But twenty nine to one is a pretty nice payout. So, put it. Harden has currently at eleven and a half assists. The over will put you at twenty three, twenty three to one. Okay. And if you alt him down from eleven and a half to just ten for basically that's going to be the double double. Mm-hmm. You'll get sixteen to one. Okay, I'm trying to think which one I like more. Because the Harden stuff's tricky because even though he had been hyper-efficient with Philly in his first four games, Mm -hmm. you look at the field goal attempts, and he's attempted less than 16 shots in each of the first five games with Philly. The reason Mm -hmm. why he scored 25 or more in four of the five games are the free throws. So, I don't really know if I want to take the scoring for Harden because I'm kind of just gambling on how the game's going to be officiated, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, that kind of rubs me the wrong way with points for Harden. I'm going to play the assist one. I like your – I think it's plus Do you prefer 16-1 to or do you prefer the 29-1 to or whatever it was? So I'm going with the 23 to one. I'm. I okay. think he can get the 12 assists. I think 12 assists isn't outside the realm possibility, especially because in this game, I don't expect the benches to be able to really contribute. So if we're getting more James Harden on the court, that opens the door for more assists. I, 12 seems like a lot, especially getting plus money. But and it probably was at 10 and a half, and it got bet up to 11 and a half. Yeah, I think 12 is is what. Absolutely in the realm of possibility. 
I think the only thing that could really fuck it up is if he gets a lot of inside passes to Joel Embiid and Joel Embiid just keeps getting fouled. By the way, if you if you drop a dime to somebody and they get fouled and hit both free throws, I feel like you should get an assist for that. I I don't know. I just feel like you should get an assist for that. I get it. I get it. They didn't make the shot or anything, but somebody impeded them from making that shot mm. that they probably would have made. And then they go to the line and drop both free free throws. You should definitely be credited with an assist for that. Well, whatever. You got to call up the NBA for that one. Yeah, I might have to, you know. I got Adam Silver on speed dial, so. All right, let's move on from that one. We have the Golden State Warriors traveling to play the Denver Nuggets. This line is currently at one and a half. I'm looking at 228 on the total. 228 and a half on the total. Let's go look and see who's. Out. These games, these two teams just played where the Warriors made a fashionable statement yeah. by not sending their whole starting lineup. Well, not the whole starting lineup, but not sending Clay, Steph, or Andrew Wiggins because it, it was kind of hypocritical a little bit. I, I know I understand the idea was that Denver had a COVID outbreak and Golden State was making the argument that's their problem. They should have forfeited the game. Yeah. But now they're talking about, oh, it's our third game in four nights, whatever. Like this is this game tonight's Denver's fourth game in five nights. <laughs> like I think that's a little bit hypocritical. I understand the other stuff why Golden State was upset about it, but yeah. just gonna throw that out there. Yeah, no, no, I get it. I get it. I don't know. I mean, I'm just there was a video, not a video. Yeah, it was a video going around of a kid who was like crying because Steph didn't go to the game in Denver and he was like at the game with his whole sign and jersey and everything ready to see Steph. Do people not watch TV? Because they talked about this for a while that he was not going to be playing in this game. You definitely had time to move those tickets. I didn't feel the, bad the kid's for that. He's got to learn about the Rotowire daily NBA. Yeah, ones. like he's, he's, got the, he's got Twitter. He can go and he can get this information. This was out a long time ago, but whatever. All right. For the Golden State Warriors, Andre Iguodala is ruled out for this game. Gary Payton won't play either. Otto Porter is out with an illness. And Draymond is targeting Monday for his return against the Washington Wizards. Smart game to come back against. Mm. And the Denver Nuggets, Bones Highland, Jeff Green, and Will Barton are all day-to-day. No timetable on Jamal, on Jamal Murray just yet, but they do think he'll come back at this point, some point in the season. And Michael Porter Jr. is going to the G League this week to scrimmage. So that should be interesting if they get Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray back. Hopefully Michael Porter Jr. is playing well. I'm, I'm still a proponent that he was playing so bad earlier in the season because he was hurt. So hopefully he proves me right there and comes back playing very, very well because this Nugget team needed because they didn't even get a cover for eight and a half points against the Warriors who had literally n- nearly none of their starters playing in this game. Yeah, Jordan Poole went off. Yeah, that was a that was a lock of mine. I actually had a uh, I picked them as my dog with the money line play, and it almost cashed. It looked good for a little bit, like they were coming back, really trying to make a rally. But they did get get the cover thanks to some late free throw, a late bucket by Jordan Poole got them to cover this Nuggets team. I'm I'm just not sold on them. They got to get Jamal Murray back, man. They really. So I can say get I'm Jamal not sold on them, but. It makes sense because they're missing their second and their third best player. So yeah, I feel like the fact that Denver at this point, the fact that they are forty and twenty six, I think I auto have Jokic as my MVP right now. 
I don't mm-hmm. know how I'm not supposed to. Like, Philly had a good supporting cast beforehand. Now it's a great supporting cast because they got Harden. But Jokic has had nobody the entire season, and they're 14 games over. Mm-hmm. I got Jokic as my MVP right now. I don't know about you, but that's where I stand. They folded. They should have just gave Joel the MVP last year. I don't think they thought that Jokic would play any better than what he did last season. That's what and I'm so- saying. I, I think Embiid is worthy of being the betting favorite right now because I do think people might gravitate towards giving it to a new guy for the first time. But if you want to go by who deserves it, I just think it's Jokic. I mean, the, the, the stat lines every night for both guys are nuts. But Jokic just has no supporting cast, and his team is 14 games over, not to mention the crazy numbers. I, if I had a vote, I'd go Jokic. Um, I'm still on Embiid. With a, I'm still slightly on Embiid. I understand the Jokic talk and the video game numbers and him stat-wise being better than they were last season, but I don't think I want to discredit what Embiid means for that 76ers team. I'm not, trying to, like, I'm not trying to discredit him at all. Yeah. I, I'm just throwing I it out he, there. I think that. he's done enough. I think he's done enough through the first part of the season, and if he continues – what he because he hasn't fallen off with James Harden coming to the team. That's the thing. Yeah. So most players will drop off a little bit when they get a star coming to the team. He hasn't fallen off at all. And so him still being able to do that with James Harden on the team, just I, I think I'm I'm slight a slight the ever so slightly lean to John Beat. He has to finish out the regular season every single game and he has to continue to pace his on. If he falters at all, then yeah, Jokic probably and I wouldn't be mad if people took a bet out on Jokic to win MVP because if Jokic – if we sat here and we saw NBA MVP is Nikola Jokic for a second time in a row, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I really wouldn't. That's why I'm a little bit confused when it comes to the betting markets right now because Embiid should be the favorite. He's been the mm. favorite for most of the year or the last couple of months because he has been that dominant. However, the fact that as far as I'm concerned, the award's a coin flip. And Jokic is 2-1. to one. Something doesn't check out. Because Jokic should be closer, in my opinion, to plus 140. Yeah. Like, you can keep Embiid at minus 110 or even even money if you want to, but there is no way that Jokic should be anywhere in the plus 200 range. That is ridiculous. Yeah. What do you think? No, I agree. I agree. I think that... I think they're giving too much to Embiid at this point. Yeah. I think they're they're basically automatically saying, all right, he's going to win. And I don't think that's a foregone conclusion. I think that it'll be close. I really do think it's going to be very, very close between the I two. Agree. All right. But as for the game, I feel like everybody's going to be on the Warriors. Well, I have a bit of a conspiracy theory on this game. So right. are you saying everyone's going to be on the Warriors because – of the fact that it's just, it's just Golden State and people are automatically going to be swung to them even though they've been pretty awful recently? That and the fact that this team had struggled. Well, let a Warriors team with no supporting cast hang around and now they're getting Steph Clay and Andrew Wiggins in the lineup. So they just played the same exact game mm-hmm. and they let – 
you know, all the backups hang around in the game. They might not have won, but they hung around, and they were definitely – it wasn't like Jokic was able to sit down halfway in the third quarter for the rest of the game. And now you're getting Steph, Clay, and Andrew Wiggins actually in the game. I'm pretty sure everybody's going to gravitate to the Warriors and say, all right, the Warriors is just the foregone conclusion to win this game. I'm gravitating to the Warriors for different reasons. I find okay. it extremely fascinating that Denver – with one of the games being against Scrubs, but still. Denver's 3-0 straight mm-hmm. up against Golden State this season. And yet Golden State's favored on the road. Mm-hmm. And that line is pretty telling to me in a variety of ways. The first part of it, I am going to ask you if this is possible or if maybe I'm reading into it a bit too much. Since Golden State benched basically everybody in the last meeting, Mostly to send a message to the league, but still, they benched everyone. They basically gave Denver a free win. Would you agree mm-hmm. with that? Yeah. Do you think there's a chance that Denver returns the favor and decides to bench everybody for this game? No. Not you at don't all. think so? Not at all. Not because of the necessary favor, but because of the spot. Because it's four games and five nights. Be- because unlike Golden State, you played everybody for these yeah. games. And Jokic has walked into 35-plus minutes in each of those games. No, I think I it makes a lot of sense from a scheduling perspective to at least give Jokic a potentially reduced workload tonight if you're going to play him at all. I think that could potentially be in the cards. What do you think? I don't think so. I think the Warriors are in a better spot to be able to let people sit now they are, you know, teetering, and the Jazz are slowly creeping up for them for that third spot. You said the Warriors. You mean the Nuggets? No, 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 no. I mean the Warriors. So oh, okay. when they when they tossed that game, they were they were in a better situation, and the fact that they just truly are betting on themselves that they're going to go on a run when Draymond comes back, and I think that they're in a better situation to just go ahead and drop a meaningless game. Whereas Denver is, you got Minnesota breathing down your neck. And then you're still battling with Dallas and trying to get ahead of Dallas and trying to, you know, see if you can top Utah for the four. I think it's just too much for Denver to sit here and say that they're going to just talk, like effectively toss a game. The only way I can see that they giving Jokic a reduced workload is if he, something is actually bothering him. Like if something's actually about if he can go out there and play and then you got to think about what Mike Malone says in the press conferences and how he advocates for Jokic for MVP he's going to give him every opportunity in every single game to win MVP as long as he's not hurt every single game he's going to give him every opportunity to win MVP as long as he's not hurt so I don't think that they'll have a loose I, I don't okay. think that that's I'm just throwing game. out the possibility but since yeah I get think, it I get it I get yeah. it but since you think that Denver's going to play everybody I am not to mention the guys who are potentially injured. We don't know about Barton. We don't know about Jeff Green. But does it concern you that the Denver Nuggets are not the Toronto Raptors, and this is their fourth game in five nights? Yes. That's, that's a separate reason why I also like Golden State, because even if they don't bench every, and anybody for Denver, that is such an awful scheduling spot, especially yeah. since Golden State had a day off yesterday. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna factor that in. I'm gonna take Golden and they State. and they blew the fuck out of the Clippers, so they didn't even play yeah. that entire game at all. So they they were coming yeah. off a lot of rest, and for that, I have to be on Golden State. But it just feels like everybody and their mother is gonna be on Golden State. So yeah. I, I just it it just feels kind of 
I know they're on the road, but and I know that they're not fully strength, but it just feels like Golden State should probably be a larger favorite in this game. A little yeah, bit, I'm, I'm kind of looking at Golden State because of the several situations that benefit Golden State. Mm-hmm. On one hand, Denver's flat completely because they've played hell uh, this many games recently without any time off. B, yeah. they might bench some guys, which automatically helps. Or C... Golden State's tired of losing to this damn team, and they actually show up. Yeah. three. So, four, I told Munoff yesterday, four in a row is tough. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how good you are. Four in a row is tough. It really is. And I'm looking at Denver supporting cast, even when healthy, and we just talked about it. It's not very good. Mm-hmm. So because of all of the different scenarios that kind of all benefit Golden State, if I'm being honest, mm-hmm. I'm taking Golden State. Yeah, I I do too. I don't like it. I, I'm, I'll be on the record. I don't like it, but I got to take Golden State in this spot. I think I like the All under right. in the game too. Yeah, me too. Golden State is a, is a walking under. and yeah. Den- Denver you know, should try to slow the pace. I highly doubt they want to get into a track meet in this scheduling spot. Yeah, absolutely not. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, or other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it truly easy to stay private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse your internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That's, this means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing histories, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. Look, guys, I use it out here. I use it out here in my deployed location. And because pe- people can't be known where I'm at, yo, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, maybe a little bit of an important guy. You can't be known exactly where I'm at, all right? IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. So stop sharing with the world and everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's I-P-V-A-N-I. SH.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. March Madness is around the corner, and PropSwap is your place to cash in on the big dance. Every season, prop swappers make thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams. You can always find the best odds on PropSwap because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. Like Gil from New Jersey, who purchased a Murray State Championship ticket on PropSwap for twenty for two hundred and twenty-five to one odds, while the sports books are only offering one fifty to one odds. Now is the time to find those Cinderella 
Look, Cinderella's while the odds are high and cash out on prop swap when the turning starts when you're making your bets. Remember to go for two, make two tickets on the same team so you can sell one for a profit and keep one to let it ride. PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country, so you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets. Hurry and download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity fee to stay in the know with all the big sales and the red-hot tickets for sale, a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. And the SGPN app is live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss us an app review and the NBA Gambling Podcast. Toss us a review as well, and download the SGPN app today. All right. Mocking dog is kind of hard with a a two-game slate, but let's see what we can do. What is a lock that you have for tonight, Scott? So I'm going to – the thing is, do I want to give out a lock and dog on the same game? Yeah, sure. Uh, No, I, I know that that's technically allowed. The question is, do I actually want to do it? I think my lock has to be the over in Kyrie points. Okay. Like 24 and a half for a guy who just dropped a 50 piece on 19 shots. Yep. Is so disrespectful. And and he's playing James Harden. And he's against James Harden. And Do you think course, he gets Thibault? Do he thinks he gets Thibault or does Thibault try to guard KD? So the thing is, once again, I don't really know how much of that's going to matter when you're constantly switching on pick and rolls because I'm sure – Whoever James Harden's guarding, he's going to set a pick or two on every given possession. That's what yeah. they should do. And Tobias Harris isn't a great defensive player either. So Kyrie should have a lot of opportunities uh-huh. to get some quality shots up. The question that I kind of had was if I should go for the actual points or if I should go for the threes. And I was kind of torn with what I wanted to actually go for. But at the end of the day, I'm looking at a spot where Kyrie just had 50. He's a ridiculously talented basketball player, and the fact that he needs to remind people how talented he is all the time I think is just wrong. But actually, hang on a second. I'm looking up the odds on threes. Am I actually going to have to pivot? I might actually have to pivot here. Okay. Actually, no, nah, I'm sticking with points. Screw it. You're, right. I'm looking at Kyrie's points. Last couple of games he's played in 27, 31, 29, 38, 19, and 50. So he's been walking into <laughs> 27 or more in his last – or at least uh, five of his last six games. The over two and a half threes, though, is even money, which is also disrespectful. Yeah. Because he had nine threes last game, and you're yeah. giving him even money <laughs> at two and a half. Yeah. But I'm going to go with the over on Kyrie. If this game is close, Kyrie should, the keyword should, have around 20 shot attempts. I'll take my chances with Kyrie. I'll take the over. All right. 
for my lot, and we'll do it like that real quick just to get mine out the way. You can take I Kyrie normally, threes if you were also going to take Kyrie points. No, no, no. So I normally pick sides for my locks and dogs, but I mean today I that, I that's why I took a player prop. Yeah. I'm not yeah, I'm not I'm not feeling the war I don't know. I'm just not feeling super confident about the Warriors this game and for good reason they haven't been playing well since the All-Star. well even before the All-Star break really they haven't been playing that well I thought about the under two but okay. so that's my lock that's my lock I'm taking the under in the Warriors and Nuggets game that's gonna be my lock for the day the Nuggets should not be trying to run the floor at all they're on tired legs and the Warriors games just auto go under like they just auto go under for a lot of their games. So it feels like that this is a spot where the Warriors can control the pace and try to control how this game goes. And it's going to be on basically Jokic to keep the Nuggets alive in this one. So I'll, I'll take the under in that game as my lock. What are you doing for your dog? So for this one, I'm going to go back to the Nets game because I said I didn't want to do it, but I was going to end up doing it. I'm going to take the Nets first half on the money line. Mm-hmm. And I was going to take the full game, but I've seen the Nets collapse too often in the fourth quarter. I don't yeah. want to bother. So if yeah. you're going to give me plus money on a Nets team that should be as focused as Philly should be in this game, so I don't buy motivation being an angle. I think it would matter if Simmons was playing, but he's not. But I do think that Simmons, for at least the first quarter or so, is going to be a massive sideshow distraction for the Philly fans. And I do think that the Nets, even though they have not been great recently by any means, they have been a decent first-half team. The issue is putting together a full 48. So I'm not going to gamble on them putting together a 48. I'm going to gamble on them putting together a nice 24. I'll take the Nets' first-half money one. I'm going with the full 48. Give me the Nets for the whole game. As my dog, because I'm still just traumatized by every fourth quarter I see this team play. So, but Philly is thinking about all of the wrong things in this game. Completely all of the wrong. If there is a scenario where you told me that Philly gets run out the building today, I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised at all. They're they're completely misfocused. This could be an all time villain play by Ben Simmons if he completely gets the entire city of Philadelphia rattled on the wrong thing and Brooklyn can steal a win here. And I also just feel like that KD is due for one of those games where he just takes over the fourth quarter and just forces this team into a win, like just forces this team into a win. It feels a little bit overdue. Brooklyn got a very good win against the – Hornets that got them some momentum. They're going to ride that momentum and get a win tonight. Give me the Brooklyn Nets on the money line. I want Simmons standing for every basket the Nets make. Yes. Like, I yes. want him turning around and even acknowledging the crowd. I yes. want him to Absolutely. play up the full villain Absolutely. angle and yes. full distraction yes. mode. That's what I want. And that will – oh, man, that will literally rattle them. Like, if – Okay, do you does Joel and B get a tech? Does Ben Simmons get a tech in this game? Do they get teched up for talking across the sideline? If Ben Simmons is not out there on the sideline tonight, they folded. They folded, and the Nets probably lost by twenty. He has to be on the sideline. Yeah. He has to. All right, that's it for the show. We kept it kind of light, kind of light today. 
be able to talk about yesterday and went into in-depth on today. Scott, tell the people where they could find you. Anything you want to leave them with, parting shots for today, floor is yours. So you can find me on Twitter at Reichel Radio, R-E-I-C-H-E-O Radio. Uh, besides this show, of course, I did the PropCast yesterday. Uh, so I do that every week. Also still doing a bunch of editing. I just edited a new episode of the Die Hard Eagles podcast. So that's out there if you're an Eagles fan. Besides that, still editing the NBA Gambling Podcast, the PropCast, the Soccer Gambling Podcast, the Fight Show. Uh, I've been keeping busy. And <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to it. And hopefully, even though as of right now it doesn't look that promising, hopefully there's a baseball season. I'll end it on that note. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You guys know where to find me at. Really well on the underscore Instagram and Twitter. We are here. Man, it feels like we go every day. I know it's not every day, but it feels like it's almost every day. The, the NBA did good by only making this game the only game of the night because all I I want to see the viewership for this game. And if this game because this is maybe for the season. If That's Ben Simmons was playing, season, do you think it's the if, if Ben Simmons was playing, it would definitely be the it may not fall come there like it may not get to that point, but if Ben Simmons was playing, it would 100% be the highest of the season. I'm 100% is the highest. Nets Lakers Christmas? Maybe Steph where he was supposed to get um the record against the, the Knicks. Yeah, the record. That could be okay. See, yeah, I don't know how ratings also work. Is that for the entire game or just for the start of the game? Because I feel like most yeah, regular possibly. fans turn the game off once Corey broke the record in the first five minutes. I think I was like – it was like the middle of the night over here for me, so I'm pretty sure I turned the game off too. I, was I like, am nah, curious I how ratings work, though. Is that like an average yeah. over the entire game? But if I had to guess sure. which game probably has the, high, the highest ratings this season, I would guess Nets Lakers on Christmas if I had to guess. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Something to look into. All right. Well, guys, I thank everybody that's been sending me suggestions for how I should end the show and giving me ideas. It was a lot to consider. But as I sat here and I started running through stuff, nothing really sat like felt right in my soul because it's just got to be. I don't know. It's got to be, be off the cuff. Yeah. And it's got to be. It's got to be catchy, and it's got because when you guys listen to the other shows, do you not say they're like? Do you not say how they end the show with them? Like I be sitting there saying it with them, maybe to my like in my head or something, but I kind of say it with them, and I don't feel like I have that yet. So unfortunately, until I find that, I'm just gonna have to end the show just like this, and we are out. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna go get it. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna go get it.